first time, you're probably, this guy's crazy. Good, now you know me. Here we go. The message today is occupy till I come. Occupy till I come. Say that with me. Occupy till I, don't go to sleep on me. It's no sleep time now. Now we're ready to roll. Occupy, this is a strong message today. Not a weak message. Not like, uh-oh, I'm going to go to sleep. Tell you what, this message is on you like white on rice today. You'll see. It's coming. Here we go. Occupy, Jesus says, till I come. Keep looking. Push me, buddy. Here we go. It's push time. Luke chapter 19. If you're here with us, first time or two, we put the scriptures on the screen. You see what I see. Amen? And I let the Lord just help me teach. That's what we do here. For the Son of Man, Jesus speaking to his disciples before he goes to the cross. The Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. He's teaching his disciples. And as the disciples heard these things, he added and he spoke a what? A parable is a story that has real teaching, meaning, and ability. But sometimes there's things hidden that only those that really are going to look are going to understand. So Jesus spoke this way in parables. And he tells this story. There's a lot of truth here. And so he shares this parable because he was near Jerusalem. And it wouldn't be long, just a short while, he would be crucified there. So he's talking to his disciples. And because, say that last part with me, they thought that the kingdom of God should what? See, his followers, the disciples thought that the kingdom was coming right away. What did that mean? Here's plain English. They thought Jesus was Messiah and that his plan was to kick Rome's butt. Rome ruled basically the world. They had their thumb and control over the city of God, over Jerusalem. And they were looking for someone to free them. That was the plan. But see, verse, one, verse uh, number 10 gives the real reason Jesus came. He didn't come to kick Rome's tail. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. He came to kick Satan's tail. You understand that, yes or no? And so he had to explain to his disciples, and he used this parable to do it. He said, this parable, a certain nobleman went into a far country, hang in here with me, to receive for himself a what? Kingdom, and then to do what? To return. And he called how many servants? Ten. And he delivered them how many pounds? Ten. And he said these words, say them with me. Here they are. Occupy till I come. Do that one more time. Occupy till I come. Now that's where our title for the new series comes from. It comes from those last few words. These words have meant a lot to me over my life. I came from nothing. Didn't think I was anything. I'm going to tell you right now. Little is much when God is in it. Amen. God can do great things through your life, through my life. But we have to occupy till he comes again. We have to make an effort. This message is all about you doing something. Amen. I'm not talking about the church here, building this church. We're talking about the scriptures. Amen. You let this get in you today. It'll help you. Occupy till I come, Jesus says. So let's see. What does that word mean? He told his disciples, gave them this parable. Ten servants, ten pounds, gave them, divided among them. Occupy till I come. It's just a story. It's a parable. What's the word occupy mean? Guess, guess what it means. It means to what? It means what? 
So that's why the title of the new series, Capturing What? Boy, y'all are sleeping on me. You're killing me. You're killing me up here. I'm lit up now. I'm telling you, I came in today dragging like a dog early this morning. Oh, man, I thought I could hardly get out of bed. But, man, I prayed with the guys. I was still shot. But then after the worship this morning, whoop, I was up. Amen. And so now I'm up now. Y'all better get up with me. Come on. Here we go. So that's where it comes from. The word occupy means to capture. That's what Jesus was saying in this parable as he, in this store, a pound each. And he would say, you capture that opportunity that I just put in your hand. I put something in your hand. And it belongs to me, by the way. He said, and you are supposed to do something with it. Amen. Is that pretty plain English so far? Let's, we don't want to be too confused here. So we've all, guys, from this parable, we've all been given something that we can what? And people just whine, people moan, people groan. People want to just, they, you know, I'm, I'm old now, I can't do nothing. Well, it's funny, you can still talk. You know, instead of telling about about your aches and pains, why don't you tell them how good God is? Why don't you tell them about the blessings? Yes or no? Amen. Say. Instead of using your mouth to put somebody down, how about lift somebody up? You can still do something. Amen or oh me? And sometimes, yeah, we got pain. So what? America was built on by people who got up every day who were hurting. Amen. Say. If I get up off my tail, I, I hurt less. How many are like me like that? I got to get up, man. I am hurting. And I don't know if I quit hurting or I just forget about it. Amen or what? Come on. A strong message. I'm, 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 I'm ready to roll. Y'all hear me? Come on. So, capture opportunities. Capture opportunities. Now, Raj, help me, brother. You're killing me. What's the parable about, guys, that we're talking about? It's about opportunities. We're not a church about money. But guess what? We probably collected more money here than most churches. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Because we spend it. Amen? We've raised money for that terrace back there behind. That thing's going to start the end of, uh, end of this month, Lord willing. We're going to be in construction mode around here. You're gonna, one, one set of doors is going to be just totally blocked off. We're going to come in through another corridor. There's going to be plastic. There's going to be building going on. You know what? I can't wait. We're going to have to take chairs from up yonder and put them all up in here. That's going to be fun. Amen. We're capturing an opportunity, aren't we, say? We live in a town where there's people. We live in a town where a lot of snowbirds come. Do we want, we want these snowbirds to go to hell or heaven? We want them to hear the gospel here because a lot of them come from places all over the country. They tell me they don't even have a church they can go to. They don't even hear the gospel where they come from. Well, not when they come here. Yes or no? Amen. So we're going to capture some opportunities. So good message for us today. Let's keep looking. We're going to get into it. Jesus was speaking to his disciples here, just reviewing. And the first thing in his parable he wanted to do is this. He wanted to dispel disappointment. He wanted to dispel their disappointment. What disappointment? I didn't come to kick Rome's butt. Okay? All right? That's not why I'm here. And as they heard these things, he said because he was not in Jerusalem, because they thought the kingdom of God should appear right now. 
He said this parable. He gave them this parable to help them with their thinking. Guys, we just, listen, this life isn't all there is, guys. Amen? We have a job to do. Listen, I'm a child of the king. He expects me to do for him. Yes or no? Well, that's not a very nice God expects me to do for him. Because you've got an imaginary God. God has called you and me to labor. He's called you and me to work. He's invested in your life. He's invested in my life. He doesn't want me to waste my life. Yes or no? Amen. So he's dispelling disappointment. He said, a certain noble went to a far country to receive himself a kingdom and then return. Okay, no, I'm not kicking Rome's tail now. But I'm going to tell you something. You've got a job to do. And this parable is teaching them that. But I'm coming again. Say, I am going to come again. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to set things straight. Amen? So that was number one. My kingdom's not coming right now. I'm going away to receive my kingdom. Say it with me. But I will what? I will return. I will return. Now, there's work for you to do. And just shortly after this, he would go to the cross. He would resurrect. Be here for a little while. Then they'd watch him ascend into heaven. Yes or no? And now Jesus is doing his work. Where's his work? seated at the right hand of God the Father, where he does what? He ever lives and does what? Makes what? Intercession for you and me. Amen. But he said, I won't leave you alone. We learned that last week. The Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm not alone. Say that with me. I am. I have the Spirit of the living God who lives inside me, who dwells with me, who walks with me, who encourages me. Apparently, he comes alongside me. Amen. So, he was dispelling some disappointment. Things are not going to work out, fellas, like you think right now. Newsflash. You boys and people that follow you, you're going to see the world saved. You're going to see people, millions, come to Christ. Amen? He gave that commission to them. So let's keep looking. He's trying to teach them this in this parable. So number one, dispel disappointment. Number two, he tells a story about this incredible opportunity that they've been given or that we've all been given. So let's look at it. Y'all with me so far? Am I boring you to tears? If, you, if I am, don't say anything, okay? Be quiet. Ten servants are called and given what? Ten pounds, okay? Given ten pounds. Not each, but a pound each. He calls his ten servants. He delivered them ten pounds and occupied, occupy till I come. So let's look at it. They're all given the same amount. They're all given a pound. They had the same amount. They had the same opportunity. That's where we make a mistake in life. We look at other people. Oh, if I had what they had, I would do this. I'd be better. No, you wouldn't. If you a bum, you're going to keep being a bum. I'm telling you what. We do that all the time. It's easy to spend other people's money, ain't it? Other people got their money. Most people got their money because they worked for it. Did you know that? That's how you get ahead. Don't believe the political lie crap that you hear. Did you hear me? Most now, yes, some people grow up fat and happy. I get that, but most people had to work their tail off. Did you hear me? And they made it, and they worked hard. They did. Pete, Pete King, you were a big old financial broker man. Wants to know. Yeah, you grew up with a silver. Yeah, all did you? Poor as dirt, didn't you?
Poor as dirt. Had nothing, did you? Matter of fact, your own family. You had people in your own family tell you you wouldn't amount to anything. Did you have somebody in your family say, just you'd be better off if you were dead? Somebody said that to them. Can you believe How old are you, Pete? How old are you? Just 87 years old, that's all. Just 87. That's all. Just 87. He and his sweet wife, Joan, just taught their largest class of disciples. How many did you have in the class? 32 in the class of disciples they just taught for five weeks. Oh, but he don't know. He ain't going to amount to nothing. Or, or everything he had, just give to him. Just bull, guys. This is Bible right here. A lot of politicians. You hear me there? Come on. Here we go. Let's talk about it. Listen, not about how much money you have or how gifted you are. That's not what this parable is about. It's about how faithful you are with whatever you have. If you have hardly nothing, you take that hardly nothing and you do something with it. Amen. That's the parable here. Are y'all hearing me or not? Come on. Good stuff. We're talking about captivities. I'm just laying the groundwork for the series, but this is pretty good. I like it. The person who has little, the person who has much, both have what? That's right. And both can be what? But we buy the devil's lie. We buy the devil's lie. I don't have as much. I'll let them do it while I sit here and do nothing. How's that work? That's not good math. This is a church. This is our town, Inglewood. Every one of us should make an investment in this town. We should watch our mouth, what we say to people. We should use our mouth to invest into other people's lives. If somebody doesn't just do something right at the cashier line, you don't have the right to just give them, a, you know, that. You can't. Listen, we're, we're children of God. Listen, I, I know I grew up there. I could cuss anybody out. I can do it. I could still do it. Thank God I don't, but I could still do it if I needed to. But God took that from me. I want to use what I have now, what I have now, to bless. Do y'all hear me or not? He's entrusted into me. I have more than some of you. Some of you have more than some of me. That's great. How about we get together and we make a difference? That's what this is all about. Capture whatever opportunity you have, guys. So number one, disappointment. Number two, telling them some duties, some things they're going to need to do. And third, there's something that never gets mentioned in this parable much when it's taught. And that's this part. He mentions in this parable the king's what? Citizens. But his citizens what? Hated him. So he tells about these ten servants and what they're getting. But the citizens hated the king. And they said, say it with me, we will not have this man reign over us. What happens to people that say that? What happens to people that say, I don't believe in Jesus Christ? What happens to people that say, I don't believe there's a God? What happens to people that say, you know, God's not going to, you know, there is no God. He's not going to rule over my life. What happens to people like that? This parable will tell you about it. Okay. He's king, you ain't. He's God, I ain't. There is a way that's right. There's a way that seems right to man. That, that way's the end of death. But there is a narrow way. His name is Jesus. Did you hear the gang sing about Jesus this morning? Did they pound it in their head? Jesus, Jesus, Je-, you know, because we're hard-headed. We need to know he's king. Y'all hear me now? Yes, sir. 
And he's teaching that in this parable. There are people that hate me. I'm going to go into Jerusalem. They're going to kill me. They're going to spit on me. They're going to crucify me. Third day, I'm going to rise again. But I'm going to tell you guys, our time right now is to receive Christ as our Savior, to live for the King. Did you hear me? That's what this is talking about. A lot of stuff here. So, but these citizens sent a message to the king. They said, we hate you. Pretty plain spoken. We will not have this man reign over us. So, that's the parable. That's the story. Now, we're almost done. By the way, Psalm says, prophesying, they hate me without a cause. They're more than the hairs of my head. That's what Jesus did for us. He went to the cross for you and me. He was hated for you and me. You understand? Says, he that hates me hates my what? It's funny how we can believe in God, but we're not going to believe in Jesus. That is hilarious right there. It doesn't work that way. You understand? Those are good people. Guys, if people have perverted the truth, that's not good. <laughs> Amen. Yes or no? God is truth. God sees truth. God sees lie. We call lying good. No, it's not good. This is good. Jesus Christ. They hated him and would not have him to be Lord over them. Okay? That's what that teaches. So, we're going to wrap it up now. I know I've been running all over, but we're getting there. Occupied till I come. Now the rest of the story. So he gives his parable. Ten servants, ten pounds divided. They each get a pound, etc. I get that. Oh, and by the way, the citizens hated the king. You're not going to rule over us. That's the parable. So, came to pass when he returned in the story. When the king returned, having received his what? His kingdom. That he commanded who? The who? The servants to be called unto him, to whom he had given the what? The money. That he might do what? Know how much every man had gained by what? Hmm. Something's going on. So he returns, having received his kingdom. Jesus will return, by the way. He commands the servants to be called before him. By the way, you will stand before God and give an account. In case you don't know the Bible, this is all in the Bible. I'm from Rockingham. I can't write a Bible. I have a hard time reading it, okay, and understanding it. But if I can do it, you can do it. He wants to know how much every man had gained by what? Now, Pete, when you took other people's money over the years, Pete, they would give you money. Is that correct? Now, when they gave you the money, did they expect you to take their money and make some money with it? Now, if you didn't make money with their money, were they happy? I mean, were they like, good job, Pete. You lost me a half a million dollars. Thank you. They didn't do that, did they? The happiest people were the people that you made the most what? You see how that works, guys? Yes or no? Amen? Here we go. Let's check it out. So these, he calls three of them, one, two, and three. Not all ten, we get three. Because we don't have all day. We get three. So number one, one who got a pound had gained how much? Do the math. One who got a pound had gained what? That's pretty good right there, ain't it? Everybody wants that guy to be his broker. Then came the first saying, Lord, your pound has gained what? 
10 pounds. And he said, well, thou good servant, because you've been faithful in a very what? Little. I'm going to give you authority over 10 cities. Wow. Woo. Pretty cool. Good servant. Faithful in very little. Authority over 10 cities. Any questions? I'm not going to answer them if you ask. i just throw that out there. Here we go. Number two. The second guy, two gained what? One gained how many? Oh, by the way, I want to be that guy, the first one. In case you wonder who your pastor is, Gary Clark's the guy that wants to be the, the one that does the ten. Because I'm a lunatic. When I played ball, Mark Myers used to play ball with me. I think you'll attest to this fact, Mark. What what we play, maybe 15, 10, 15 years together? 20. Every time I got up, and I played ball prior to that, all that kind of stuff, but every time I played ball, I never thought I would just hit it over the shortstop. I never thought, you know, you get a guy on second, all I got to do is just get the bat on the ball, hit everything, and we'll win the game. I had one thinking in my mind. Knock the snot out of the ball. Knock it out of the park. And just, I'm not bragging, but did you see a few of them go? Amen. Amen. And they believed. Y'all believed in me, didn't you? If guys were on base and I got it to bat, that team believed. We just might win this thing. That's how I want to be. Yes or no? Amen. I don't want to be somebody that, oh my gosh, he's got it now. We're doomed. You hear the story or not? Who do you want to be? Capture the opportunity that's before you. By the way, we're going to talk about mothers and them doing it and wives doing it next week. Then we're going to talk about dads later. We're going to talk about in relationship. That's what we're going to do this whole series. It's going to be fun, man. I want to be better. Don't you or not say? I'll be better. So the second came saying, Lord, your pounds gained how many? Not everybody's going to do ten. I know that. But this one, five pounds. And likewise, he said, you rule over how many cities? That's pretty good, ain't it? You mean you give me a pound and I get five pounds? That's pretty good. I like God's math. Three gain nothing. Three gain nothing. What? So one ten, two five, three what? Nothing. Another came saying, Lord, now watch the scriptures. Behold, here is your pound which I kept laid up in a napkin. For I feared you. That word feared is the word respect. For I respected you. A lot of times we don't do anything for God because we don't respect the Lord. We really don't respect the Lord. If you believed that everything you had is of the Lord, my wife, my children, my home, my car, my McDonald's coffee. <laughs> you would use your life and let it burn for Christ. And here's the good news. You can start today. Amen. Light me up today, Lord. I want to be different today, Lord. Amen. But this one said, I laid it in a napkin because I feared you. Because you're an austere man. Fancy word, hard man. I feared you because you're a hard man. You take up that that you lay down, not down. You reap a statue. You, you invest 
And you never get out there and do the work. But you reap benefit because you're the king. Y'all hear me or not? Say, we're the servants, not you. And you're a hard man. And so what did the king say? He said unto him, what? The guy that did nothing. He did nothing. He gained nothing. Guys, we've all been given something. To do nothing is to do nothing. You are not a nothing. You're not expected to do nothing. Amen. Or so, are you listen to me or what? Somebody told Pete, Pete, you're a nothing. You told me yesterday that motivated you to be something. Amen or oh me. We can let that person talk down to us. It's happened. It's happened in my life. Listen, listen, listen. I matter. I have value. Why? Because God Almighty loves me to pieces. Amen. Come on, let's praise him for that. He loves me to pieces. He loves you to pieces. Are you kidding me? That's great. Come on. So here's what, here's what the king said. Out of your mouth, I'm going to judge you. Out of your own mouth, you wicked servant. You knew I was a hard man. You knew it. Take it up that I don't lay, that I lay not down and, and reaping where I didn't even have to sow it. Wherefore, then gave us not my money to the bank. You didn't even take it to the bank, Jack. That at my coming I might have required my own with interest. And he said unto them that stood by this fellow. In the story, it's just a story. Sounds pretty true to me, doesn't it? You? Doesn't it sound pretty true? This is called life, my friend. He said unto them that stood by, take from him that pound. I find this interesting. Interesting. Give it to the man that had how many? I thought he should have taken that money and given it to the poor. That's what politicians tell you today. Did you hear what I just said? Let's take from those up here that make and give to the poor. Let's tax them more and give to the poor. But if you keep doing that enough, these up top ain't going to be having nothing to give because the poor most likely ain't going to take the money and invest it. Did I lose you on any of that? Yes or no? Yes or Did I lose you on any of that? You better always have people that are those that can take one and turn it into ten. I don't want to live in a country where, I mean, I'll live here regardless because I love this country. I'm not one of those going to say I'm going to move, okay? But the bottom line is that we better always have a country where there's people that can take one and turn it into ten. Did you hear me on that? Or somebody that can take one and turn it into what? If we're always a country that just, oh, no, we'll just take from you and give over here. That's not how math works in the real world. Did you hear me? Sure. All forgiving to the poor. This isn't about that. This is about investing. This is about being faithful. This is about in taking what you have and making more out of it. Did you understand? It's a big deal. I, I, this Bible stuff would be good in Washington. I'm telling you right now. He made excuses, this guy. But his excuses, his own words were what? They judged him. You're not going to be judged. You don't worry about me judging you one day. Your own words are going to do it. Your own life will do it. Amen. I can't believe she said such and such about me. Don't worry about her or him. You live for the Lord. Let your, word, let your actions speak louder. Yes or no? Amen. Say. You just keep doing, baby. His money was taken and given to the best what? To the best what? 
Absolutely. And they said unto him, Lord, he hath ten pounds. For I say unto you that every one that hath shall be given, and from him that hath not even that he hath shall be taken away from him. What are you going to do with your life? Guys, don't get caught up in the money thing here. Jesus said, occupy till I come. We've all been given something. You're not a piece of garbage. You're not a piece of trash. You matter. You have value. I can do something. Yes or no? Amen? Strong message today. Well, one last thing that usually leave, don't get talked about, and we've got to go. What about those who did not want him to be their king? <laughs> so they were given it the pounds, but there's also the citizens that said, we hate you. How'd that go? How'd that go? But those my enemies, which would not that I should reign over them, bring them here and execute them. Well, that's not a very loving God. It's just a story, guys. Jesus is teaching a lesson. How do you think it's going to shake down one day? When people stand before God, small and great, I saw the dead, the Bible says, stand before the Lord. And the books were opened. And those whose names were not found written into, into the book of life, they were cast where, say it with me, if you know, into the lake of what? Hmm. It's our time right now to receive the king. Did you hear me today, yes or no? Is this a strong parable or what? Was this over our head today, or did we get it? If it's over your head, I'll spend some extra time and help you today. But I tried to keep them cookies right down there, because that's where I eat. Pray for me. I'm thinking about going on a diet tomorrow, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure about it. But I just said cookies. It made me think of it. It made me think of it. I just was thinking about it. But anyway, I'm serious. Here we go. Back to the Word. Here we go. We're almost done. <laughs> he calls them what? People that aren't, that say, no, king, we hate you. Guess what he calls them? What does he call them? That's strong. That's truth, guys. He commands them to be brought in front of him and execute them. Wow. What a story, Raj. i got to quit. Pop it up. Go, go, go. King Jesus is seated at the right hand of God where he's interceding on our behalf right now. He's commanded every one of us to be faithful, every one of us. We all have the opportunity to, to invest for the Lord with our life, whatever it might be. We've all been given the responsibility to love Jesus and to love people. That's the great command. Second one's like it. Love's the one thing that will not what? It will not fail. What you do with your opportunity is whose responsibility? My resp I love that. My responsibility. That's awesome. King Jesus will return and we will all stand before him one day. I got tons of scripture. We're not going to pop it up. The greatest opportunity we've all been given. Here's the greatest opportunity that you've been given. Is for you to be saved. That church just wants my money. I don't want your money. I want you to be saved. I want you to be saved. If you get saved, there's a good chance God's going to work in your life and you're going to want to serve the Lord. Amen? Cheerfully. Amen. Say we want you to be saved. For God so loved the world that he gave. He gave. He invested in you, Jesus. I invested in you, Jesus. You think he's going to be pretty hard on people 
who took what he invested and hid it in a napkin. Did nothing with Jesus. No, I believe I'm a good person. I'll go to church. I I give money to the poor. I don't need what's in the napkin. You better unwrap that napkin. You hear me, yes or no? Did you hear me today? Let's thank the Lord for his word. Come on. Praise the Lord. Boom. Woo. I liked it. (laughs) Amen. Come on. Let's stand on up. Hey, man, as I'm preaching up here, I am learning. I'm learning with you. I learned something. This is good for me. Yes or no? I loved it. If you didn't like it, don't tell me. Yeah, just grin at me. Come on. Let's pray together. It's a little bit late, but I won't do this when football season starts. That's a lie, ain't it? Come on. (laughs) Lord, thank you for a great morning. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the worship. Lord, thank you, Lord. We took the time today to get in your word. This is the Lord's day. This is Sunday morning. So, Lord, we, we're not sorry we took time to teach your word today. Your word is, is alive. It's, it helps us, Lord. I could tell today the audience, Lord, that's here, I could tell that they, they were learning today. They were, they were taking it in today. Thank you for that, Lord. Bless them today. May this word find good ground. Lord, help us to be the one that wants to be faithful. We want to be faithful. You do the math, Lord, whether it's 10 or whether it's 5. We just don't want to be ones that did nothing and say no to the king. No, no, no math in my life. No math in my life. No multiplication here. Help us, Lord, with this word today. Lord, I pray for folks today. They might not have seen it the way they saw it today, Lord, so clear. They've been trusting in themselves to go to heaven. But, Lord, you gave Jesus for us. Jesus, you shed your blood and you died on the cross and you rose from the dead. May we see how wrong we are when we put our faith in ourselves or in, our ch- in a church or a preacher. You're the only one. You're the only one that deserves Our worship. We must worship you. We must be saved. I pray they'll see that today. Help them, Lord, I pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, with heads bowed as we just let the the word sink in now.